0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And in my short absence from Virtual Legality, a number of stories popped up, all of which I want to talk to you about. But one of the most important that I saw happening, and you might not necessarily think of it as that important, hopefully I'll be able to change your mind as part of this video, was something called EAGATE. And, of course, after the historical events at the Watergate Hotel, one of the things that journalists and just people around the internet like to do is affix the suffix gate to things to imply that there's a controversy or scandal. And this is, of course, no different. As Polygon reports here a couple of days ago, EA is investigating EA Gate allegations that employee sold FIFA Ultimate team cards for cash, with the subheading fans concerned about sales affecting balance of the... FIFA Ultimate Team game mode. If you aren't familiar with this mode, it's a mode in which you assemble a set of players by buying these card packs, what are really loot boxes, of players to assemble your own Ultimate Team. Or as Polygon describes it, FIFA Ultimate Team normally works on a lottery based system, with loot boxes offering virtual cards that players can put together to build the Ultimate FIFA Team. The more powerful the player card, the rarer it is. Dedicated fans may spend hundreds of dollars on those loot boxes for a chance at a good card to help lead their team. So you really do have a kind of pay-to-win mechanic here in EA land in playing FIFA. If you haven't played it before, it's a, it's an interesting proposition, uh, but it is certainly a popular one. FIFA is one of the top-line items of games that makes Electronic Arts money. So they are very, very protective of it. So when this all happened, and we're going to take a look at the tweets that started this, it became a big deal for EA, but for more reasons than you may think. So EA had responded to all of these reports that were coming out over the last couple of days as follows. We are aware of the allegations currently circulating within our community related to FIFA 21 ultimate team items. A thorough investigation is underway. And if we identify improper conduct, we will take swift action. We want to be clear. This type of behavior is unacceptable, and we in no way condone what is alleged to have happened here. We understand how this creates concern about unfair balance in the game and competition. We will update the community as we get more clarity on the situation. Now, we will see Electronic Arts fall back on that unfair balance concept a number of times. It rings a little bit hollow to me, and I don't play FIFA, so you can come into the comments to this video and say how it isn't really hollow if you'd like, but it rings a little bit hollow to me because effectively they are granting you the ability to get stronger as a team on a factor of luck as it stands right now. You want that five-star player or four-diamond player, whatever the actual mechanism is, where they grade players? Well, you might get it by buying one loot pack. Chances are you'll have to buy 10,000, but you might get it on that first loot pack, so there's already a kind of imbalance in the actual gameplay experience. Now, that makes sense that they are actually trying to address it this way. That's what Polygon put in its subheading, after all, because that's what players care about the most, and we really don't want to talk about what we're going to talk about here in Virtual Legality. Now, the specifics here are pretty damning. This was actually kind of identified by a couple of people on Twitter before it became EAGate, and they've got all these pictures that appear to show an Electronic Arts employee, or at least someone with Electronic Arts Access, selling specific cards and quote unquote moments, which I believe are part of the ultimate team kind of setup to somebody for what amounts to a thousand bucks. They say, there's no risk. I can't tell you how I do it for security reasons, but you give me a thousand euros. You give me 750 euros. We can get these prizes to you. I can show you pictures of all these satisfied customers. And they say, these photos appeared so damning that it became a big scandal and it became one that EA had to respond to. So they had that initial statement that we read. They also wound up having an entirely enormous blog post on this particular issue to kind of indicate how serious it is to them. Let's take a look at some of what they said. Earlier this week, we were made aware of suspicious activity relating to highly rated content in FIFA Ultimate Team. We learned that FUT items were granted to individual accounts that did not earn them through gameplay, i.e. by opening a pack, purchasing through the transfer market, completing a reward challenge, or other engagement, such as, speaking of competitive balance, viewing a Twitch broadcast. It appears that one or more EA accounts, which were either compromised or being used inappropriately by someone within EA, directly entitled items to these individual accounts. Now, EA isn't willing to grant just yet that it isn't Russian hackers that have gotten into the EA accounts and are actually delivering this stuff, but we'll see that it's highly suggestive of the fact that someone is actually at EA doing these things, which is really what is so damning about this particular story. Continuing with their blog post, while a full investigation is underway, we wanted to share an update on the issue including what we've learned to date, an overview of the FUT content granting process, why we have these powers in the first place, and the actions we're taking to tackle the serious problem. The alleged behavior is unacceptable. We saw that in their initial statement, and in no way do we condone granting or purchasing player items in exchange for money. Probably should have highlighted that. You will see this repeated in a number of places, in a number of ways, with a number of different bits of language, but EA wants to express to you and more importantly to the regulators we're about to talk about, that they do not want to grant things to players in exchange for money directly. We want to be very clear about this at Electronic Arts. This practice runs counter to the game's competitive integrity, is a violation of EA's user agreement, absolutely, and is not something we tolerate. We do not allow the trade or sale of items outside our game for many reasons including that it would create an unequal playing field for our community. This is maybe the most honest statement here. Sure, competitive balance. We're going to say that about 75 times, but we don't allow these sales for many reasons. And in fact, as they pointed out in their terms of service, they're pretty specific about it. When talking about content and entitlements, content is what you think content is. It's the players in this particular case. They Say, virtual currency to buy those things has no monetary value. Once you exchange it for that virtual currency, you can't get rid of it. You can't do anything with it. It's only useful in EA's ecosystem. Once you buy an entitlement, the entitlement is not returnable, exchangeable, refundable. You probably add assignable, movable. We want to be clear, governments of the world, virtual currency is not cash money. It can't be exchanged for cash money. The things you buy with it can't be exchanged for cash money. As they say in their statement, we do not tolerate having things that are sold in exchange for money. The behavior is unacceptable. We don't allow it for many reasons. Now let's be clear what will happen now, says EA. When our investigation is completed, we will take action against any employee found to have been engaging in this activity. This is very, very bad. For competitive balance, sure, but also for electronic arts. We know that the trust of our communities is hard-earned and is based on principles of fair play. This illicit activity shakes that trust. Totally okay if you accidentally get a five-star player, not okay if you bought one. We've also been clear since the creation of Ultimate Team that items cannot be exchanged outside our game, and that's key to how we keep our game safe from manipulation and bad actors. Now here's the section I mentioned, what is content granting, that really indicates to me that Electronic Arts thinks that this is legitimately something that is happening at their account level by an EA employee. Okay, let's talk about content granting, what it is, and why we do it. Because, in fact, it happens all the time, for the right reasons. Content granting is the process by which specific in-game items are directly distributed to a specific player account. At Electronic Arts, we have the power to find a card, find something else, and hand it over to a specific account. Why? Well, there's good reasons. Some of them include, sometimes players accidentally delete content. Sometimes hackers get in and we can restore people to where they were. We have good reasons to do these kinds of things. Similarly, another good reason that they put forth is for testing and quality verification. We've got a big game. We've got a lot of stuff to look at. Sometimes we need to deploy it to various test accounts and see if they all work together properly. Good so far. These are reasons why they do these things. And of course, there's a few that are maybe not as compelling. The world of football powers our FIFA game and often we want to recognize contributions that have been made by certain pro football players, celebrity partners, or even our own employees to drive it forward. Sometimes we do this through the granting of in-game content. The items granted on a discretionary basis to these partners or employees are always non-tradable and can be used only by the account to which they were originally granted. We do not use this discretionary process to grant content to professional video game influencers. So I'd love to know where they have the dividing line between celebrity partners and professional video game influencers. Very, very unclear. But suffice it to say, EA says we can do this to fix things that are wrong for people, test the components in the game, and yeah, advertise it, public relations. And we have those rights, which means that people that have our account access have those rights. We also want to explain to you that's 0.0006% of the total economy. It's not really likely affecting you. Don't worry about it. But We will permanently ban any accounts identified as receiving items transferred nefariously. Great word. And we have suspended all discretionary content granting for an indefinite period. We've turned everybody's switches off because we don't know where the rats are, which should help explain just how important this is to electronic arts. Now, electronic arts... They care about competitive balance insofar as they care about selling you a game where you think you have competitive balance. Obviously, with something like FIFA Ultimate Teams, competitive balance is not first and foremost selling those loot boxes, those packs of players is. So what does this really come down to? What is the most significant aspect of all this? Well, as we said, it was important enough to put multiple times in that posting and in their terms of service that nothing digital has monetary value why is that well you might already know the answer to this question but we have covered it surprisingly enough regarding fifa a number of times in virtual legality fifa Führer. why the uk may have just stopped loot box bans and this is from july of 2019 in which the bbc reported that fifa packs and loot boxes are not gambling in the united kingdom now why aren't they gambling if you didn't watch that video go check it out it's an early one you could see just from the font and selection of the thumbnail here But why? They say it in the very first sentence. Because there is no official way to monetize what is inside them. And this is an important aspect of this entire conversation about whether loot boxes are gambling. You see, under the UK's Gambling Act, and I'm using the UK here primarily because they've been at the forefront of this discussion, a prize, which is a component that's necessary to regulating a game of chance here, is something that means money or money's worth. If you aren't getting a prize... Out of what you're otherwise spending money on in the UK, it's not gambling. That's how you get back to the ultimate decision that says, because there's no way to monetize a player from a FIFA pack, then it's not gambling under the UK. We can't adjust for loot boxes and everybody's okay with the model, except everybody's not okay with that model. Only a couple months later, the actual UK reports that were coming out suggested that the law should be changed. I did another video called the surprise mechanics of the UK's troubling new loot box gambling report. And the reason it was troubling Was because this particular report said, well, we should just reinterpret what money's worth means. And we should acknowledge that people value FIFA players and say, that is money's worth. So we can regulate loot boxes as gambling. Now I'm a rule of law guy here in virtual legality. I always say, Hey, if there's a problem to be addressed, you should actually write the law. You should change something that says, this is a problem we are going to cover in the law, not just reinterpret older statutes to say, yeah, that must be what they meant. This is illegal now, even though it's been fine. Until now, we think it's a problem. We've relooked at the words, and money's worth now means no monetary value at all because it's clearly valuable to somebody. And so that's why I found it troubling. But the important part of this conversation is that the UK is continuing to put pressure on EA. And if you think it's limited to the UK, it's not. I did videos about how the Federal Trade Commission here in the US is looking at these things, but they have the same problem in the US and the various states, as the UK does in looking at loot boxes as a potential item to be regulated as gambling. Here in Michigan, we've got our own lawful Internet Gaming Act, and it says an internet game means a game of skill or chance that is offered for play through the internet in which an individual wagers money or something of monetary value for the opportunity to win money or something of monetary value. And you will see this reflected in many, many, many different jurisdictions, which leads us to the present problem. Right? The present problem being that Electronic Arts has an individual at their specific company that is highly suggestive of the fact that they know these cards are actually worth money. And in this particular set of circumstances where you've got the UK deciding whether to regulate loot boxes, where you have EA making silly comments to various regulators about surprise mechanics and how loot boxes are great, how so much of their money is built off of this particular mechanism. And in other places around my country and maybe around yours, you have various politicians trying to blame the various ills of society on all things video game. Then you don't want, if you're a big fan of video games or the gaming industry, or you run a publisher or a developer or anyone else, you don't want an electronic arts employee going out there and saying, hey, you can buy these specific cards. For this specific amount of money, because regardless of what your own software license agreement says, what regardless of what you've told the UK regulators or the FTC or anyone else, this kind of thing when done, especially internally, it was bad enough when you had secondary markets selling Call of Duty guns or whatever else they were selling. If you have an internal employee doing this, this effectively puts paid to the lie that these things don't have monetary value. And yes, we all know that to some extent they do. People don't spend $10,000 on loot boxes to get something that is of no value. That's not how economics works. But for right now, they've been operating in a loophole and that loophole looks to crumble. And if you are at all interested in gaming and the gaming industry, this should be a story that is of more interest to you than just for FIFA Ultimate Team Competitive Balance. Because EA Gate might go down as something that winds up changing the entirety of the regulatory infrastructure, perhaps not just of loot boxes. As I mentioned, I did a video about senators in Illinois deciding whether or not they should be able to ban Grand Theft Auto and other violent video games. Now, they can't get away with that because of the First Amendment in the United States, but not every jurisdiction has a First Amendment. Video games are likely to come under more fire, not less. And EA Gate items like this, are where the rubber hits the road and where you will see real fractures in the story that these video game publishers try to tell regulators and honestly, you and me. That's been virtual Egality for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting the channel. We're talking about the business and law of video games, pop culture, movies, music, television, and more. All the time, we've got a Patreon. We've got tips at Streamlabs. Shirts just below this video and mugs and other things that you can check out. Otherwise, if you just want to subscribe, ring the bell, leave a comment, and most importantly, tell your friends, every single little bit is appreciated. Otherwise, if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.